So that's what we're looking at today. Today we're going to look at one of the themes on teachability. Um, and so that was the greeting question for today is when was the last time you were corrected and how did that go? Um, so we get corrected in all sorts of different environments. Sometimes it's in relationships. Sometimes it's in athletics. Sometimes it's in school. Sometimes it's in the legal arena. You make it pulled over. Uh, you know, it, it may be. You know, so the correction is a part of life. Sometimes we welcome it. Like if, if, you know, I was not dressed properly, if I was unbuttoned, if I was buttoned wrong, or if I had this big piece of broccoli sticking out right here, you know, something like that, I would welcome your correction. I'd be like, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, that input because I don't really want to walk around looking like this all the time. So some, sometimes, some circumstances, we actually welcome correction. Sometimes we welcome correction when we're, when we're wanting to learn something, right? That people will say, people who study you know, how you learn, you learn with immediate feedback. That's the best way to learn. So if you're in a basketball camp and you're trying to learn how to dribble and the guy's saying, don't do this, do that. You know, if, you're, if you're trying to learn a skill and they say, nope, no, no, don't do that, do this. And like, like if you're rock climbing, you learn pretty quick when you make a mistake, right? You, you start to slip. Like, that didn't work real well. So I got to try something new. So, so, but, but, but if you, you, you get feedback on things, you actually develop abilities and you develop skills and you actually get better at stuff. Now the, the tricky part is sometimes we actually just don't want to learn. Right? So sometimes we're actually not looking for input. So sometimes we're like, um, I'm good where I am. Thank you. Or there's, there's this guy, I forget what his name is, I have to look it up, he's like Epicure or whatever. He, from the first century he says, it's impossible to teach someone something that they don't want to know. You know, if you think you know it already, if you have no need, then you're not going to be learning anything. Okay? And, and that actually is sort of the situation we many times will find ourselves in. That we want to learn what we want to learn, and we're not that interested in other things. You know, so when someone might come up to us and say, hey, you know, the way you talk to someone, what are you talking about? You know, or someone might come up and you know, give us some feedback. And I, 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 that's where we're going today. And so what I want to talk about today is this. When, when we look at some of these proverbs, look at this, don't make this one of these sermons that you go, oh, I wish my kids were listening to this. Oh, I wish my parents were listening to this. Oh, I wish my spouse was listening to this. Oh, I wish my whatever. That's going to be the easiest thing to do in this sermon. It's like, oh, I wish so-and-so would just listen and do this. Fight that with every fiber of your body today. Because the reality is each one of us needs to be people who are teachable. Each one of us needs to be people who are open to correction and open to change. The reality is, is that none of us have arrived. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm so sorry to let you in on that. You haven't arrived. I haven't either. I thought the book of Proverbs talks about, you know, when last week about the fear of the Lord... God is the one who has arrived. God is the one who's in charge. God is the one that we have awe and respect for and to whom we submit. He's the one who's got it all together. The rest of us are all in process. And he desires to transform and change us more and more into his image 
and to guide us down a path of life that is more and more conformed to Him, more and more honoring to Him, more and more fruitful, and for us. He knows what's actually best for us, okay? It's not always the easiest, but best. So a part of this whole thing, all this is grounded in the fear of the Lord. We're trusting that God actually knows what's best. He knows that we actually need to change. And it's our job to be open to that. So the main point for today is, if you want to be transformed, be teachable. That's the main point, real simple. If you want to be transformed, be teachable. And teachable means that you're actually open to input. Open to correction. Even the term rebuke, that's an awful word. Now, uh, hear me. I'm not talking today about you correcting other people. I'm not talking today about you complaining about everything else that somebody else does wrong. I'm talking about you and I each being open to hear correction, input, guidance. Because what we're going to do is we're going to look at the, these Proverbs. One passage we're going to look at, and I, I, might even, I don't know if I have time, I'll, but there's a ton of Proverbs about this being open to input and correction. There are a ton. The book of Proverbs, there, there's all sorts of characters in the book of Proverbs. You have the simple person, you have the fool, you have the mocker. Those are like the three most common people in the Proverbs he contrasts with. You also have the, the wicked person. Okay, you have the sluggard. You got all these characters that come up again and again and again and again in the book of Proverbs. Then you have the righteous person, the wise person. Okay, now, now, this, now, now these characterizations, characterizations, they're not about their mental ability. So that the simple person is not dumb. They're not academically challenged. The simple person is just naive and very aimless, easily tempted, and just not too in tune to being purposeful. They're just simple. They're just sort of walk around, you know. Okay, so, you, so it's simple. Then you've got the fool. The fool, and you'll find, you read throughout Proverbs, the, the fool, again, it's not they're dumb. It's not they're idiots. They actually just do what they want. That's what they do. They do exactly what they, they say what they want to say. They do what they want to do. Their way is what they think is best. So that's the fool. Then you have the scoffer, and they're actually a little more negative. The scoffer or the mocker, they're the one who actively opposes and, and does some wicked things and mocks others and, and foments, foments conflict. So you have these different types of people, then you have the wicked person, it's just, they're bad news all around. Okay? So, so, so as we even look at this one proverb, they're going to refer to, they refer to the simple or the fool. or the, These people are not dumb. It's just their approach to life is one that they may be either aimless, or they may be saying, hey, my way is the best way, or they may actually be, be causing to, to, seeking to foment trouble. So we're going to look at this one proverb, and then as we have time, we'll look at some others. But here's the deal. I, I, it's hard for me. It's hard. I'm actually a learner. I'm a lifetime learner. I love to learn. Okay? I love data. I love information. That's different than loving to be corrected. Okay? And so, me as a learner, I, I, I struggle with this as well. I, I'm not preaching this sermon because I got this figured out. You know, I'm, I'm telling you the, all the answers. I, don't, I, was, I was saying, how do I apply this? I'm like, this is hard to do. I don't have clear, easy answers. So we're going to sort of walk through some practical things we can do. But our goal is that if we, if we believe that God actually, we actually fear God, we submit to God, we believe that God wants to change us and to make us who he wants to be, then receiving input and seeking out input and, and accepting input is core to that. 
So if you want to be transformed, you've got to be teachable. So here, here's, the, here's the proverb. The main proverb we're going to talk about is in Proverbs 9. Um, it's in verses 7 to 9. And so you can turn to the book of Proverbs, um, and I'll read that one, and we'll look at it. <clears throat> so this is just one. Like, there's like 55 different Proverbs about being teachable. Okay? I mean, there's just like a bunch. I mean, I actually, there's a whole, well, I don't know how many there are. I didn't count them all. But I, I just went through myself and read the book of Proverbs. And so this is all like, what's it, nine-point print. These are all just different Proverbs about being teachable. And this does not even include the ones that are about just parents and children. Listen to your parents. That's a whole other category. This is just, in general, how we need to be teachable. So here we go. Proverbs 9, 9 to 7. 7 to 9. Don't say 1, 9 to 7. We're going to read it backwards today. Um, okay. It says here, Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. I'm going to read it again. So you see the contrast with the mocker, the wicked. He says, so whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Don't rebuke mockers or they'll hate you. Rebuke the wise, they will love you. Instruct the wise and they'll be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. So what do you think? So he first starts off with the mocker. He says, whoever creates a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. So, last time you were corrected, how'd that go? that go pretty well? Probably the hardest correction I, I have a hard time with, with Teresa and I is that when she will say something I do wrong, I immediately get defensive. And I go to explaining, excusing, deflecting. I can feel my emotions coming up inside. I, I'm not one who yells. I, I'm not a yeller. But she's like, you're yelling at me. I'm like, I'm not yelling. You know, but my volume has gone up a couple notches. It may not be yelling to some, but in our household, it's the equivalent of yelling because my voice is higher and I'm talking more rapidly. That's me. Okay? And that, that's because I, I perceive correction as an attack on me many times. Or it may not be the precise, it may not have been presented with the precision that my mind, you know, can agree with. Or it may not take into all the factors that surrounded it that could justify it. Whatever it is, I'm not really receiving it. I'm getting angry. And, I, and, I, and I'm wanting to respond. And, and, and that's what mockers do. They actually insult when they're corrected. If you, if you abuse, if you, if you correct a, a wicked person, then they abuse you back. Problem is, I, I, I act in that way sometimes. And that's not the right model. <laughs> okay? Now remember, think for yourself, not your spouse, not your kids, not your parents, not your neighbor, not your teacher. Think for yourself about receiving input. And I give the contrast. The contrast here is, he says, you know, don't rebuke mockers, they'll hate you. Rebuke the wise person, they will love you. What? Come on. 
rebuke. He doesn't say assist a wise person and he'll love you. Doesn't say provide helpful information to a wise person and he'll love you. He says, what does it say? Rebuke. Rebuke the wise and they'll love you. Instruct the wise, they'll be wiser still. Teach the righteous, they'll add to their learning. A characteristic of being wise is actually receiving these things. You know, what, what we need to, the hard part is, is, is to say, hey, I fear the Lord enough that I will see things that, that I, will, I, I, I see things that point to areas in my life that are wrong as things that need to be addressed, just as much as broccoli sticking out my tooth or my zipper being unzipped or my pants on backwards or, or my shirt like, you know, I want those things fixed. But I may not want the character traits or the negative patterns of behavior. But that's what we're called to do if we fear the Lord and want Him to be transforming us. is to be receptive to input. I'm going to read, I'll read a few other verses here. The, I just want to give you some... The, 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 the thing that's hard to get in our mind is we need to be teachable. We need to be teachable. I, I, I can't roll through the Bible. Hey, hey I have printed it on an order here. Okay, so let me just read you some others. Listen to this. Proverbs 12, 15. It says 5, it should say 15. It says, um, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. <laughs> Amen? Yeah, you know, we always, we always think we're in the right. Here, here's another one. Verse 17, verse, you know, chapter 10, verse 17. Whoever heeds discipline... This shows our impact to others. Shows the way to life. Whoever ignores correction leads others astray. You know, the way that we receive correction, the way that we receive input, the way we receive rebuke sets a model for all those around us. Those people know it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to admit, admit weakness. It's okay to be in process. We all, they actually know we are. It's just are we going to be people enough to admit it? And we can lead the way to life as opposed to leading people astray. Proverbs 12, 1. Uh, uh, he says, Whoever loves discipline, listen to that, loves discipline. These are Proverbs, and they speak in broad lines, but whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Whoever hates correction is, I want you to say that word in church. We're reading the scriptures. Whoever hates correction is, what did you just say? You're not supposed to say that word. No. Um, I'm not, just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean you can call people stupid. Um, but what he's saying is, it's contrast. If you actually are valuing discipline, if you're valuing being corrected, that's actually, you're growing and learning. If you hate that, you're really sort of demonstrating your own foolishness. And you're not going where you want to go. Here's another one. Proverbs 15.32 Those who disregard discipline despise themselves. But the one who heeds correction gains understanding. There's, I can just read you. I have a whole 
page full of these things. But they all say basically, they're all different ways, you know, your future, your past, your influence on others, your development of yourself, blah, 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 blah. We've got to be teachable. We've got to be open to input. So how do we do it? Okay, so here, how do we do this? How do we actually become more teachable? One thing is we've got to see that our identity actually is... I mean, obviously, let me back up and say it. It's much easier to receive correction if the person giving it to you loves you and you know it. If the person giving it to you spends more time encouraging you to do what's right and helping you to succeed than they do telling you what's wrong. It's easier to receive that stuff in the atmosphere of a healthy relationship. All those things make it a lot easier to receive input. And we're still supposed to be teachable of all those things that are present. So how do we do that? One of the things we've got to realize is that our identity and our personhood is not determined by the correction that we get. We, we did this whole book in Colossians. We are secure in Christ. We are identified with Christ. We are forgiven. We are free. We are in union with him. And we're a mess. And, and so, so, so we, need to, we, we, we have to sort of balance this thing of God accepts me and loves me as I am. And I'm still a mess. And I want to become more like him. So you first have to back up. You have to just tell yourself, you know, okay, God loves me. I'm okay, even though I'm messing up like this kind of stuff. Because we, we can get, we can get, oh, I'm so awful. No one loves me. I'm blah, 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 blah. You know, you can sort of go the other way. The other way is we, can, we, 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 can, we, we should at least try to attribute positive intentions to the people who are giving us the input. Sometimes it is someone close. Sometimes it is a teacher. Sometimes it is a coach. Sometimes it is a spouse. Sometimes it is a friend. And we've got to remind ourselves, look, they actually do like me. They love me, actually. I don't feel like it now, but they actually do. I mean, th those sort of things can help. The other thing you can do is you can actually memorize some of these proverbs. Put them in your head. I, I had, Teresa and I, we had, we had great, we had the biggest argument we've had in a long time while we're on vacation. I mean, come on. And I was talking to a guy about it. He's like, yeah, you were, you were like taking a vacation from good communication patterns. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot. You know, and so, but, but part of it was, I was, like, I was like, I was frustrated with her for doing this thing and I started realizing I'm doing the very thing that I'm frustrated with her for doing. And so I was like, okay, I need to, so I just like just crammed four proverbs in my head about how you answer and respond. You know, so he's going to harsh Word turns away wrath. Uh, you know, uh, you know, a harsh answer stirs up wrath. A gentle answer. Wait a second. My goodness, now I've forgotten them. I gotta go back and learn them again. Um, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a um, harsh word stirs up. What is it? Stirs up strife. Yeah, stirs up strife. Uh, and then there's another one that talks about that. That um, starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before something breaks out. Isn't that good? Another one says, another one says, another one says, um, another one says, wisdom yields 
patience. It is to one's honor to overlook an offense. So I was like, man, I've got to get better at this. And so I just like started cramming some proverbs in my head each day, just promise that, okay, I need to do better at this. So that's one way. You can say we can cram teachable proverbs into our heads. See, one who heeds discipline, you know, is whatever, and one who does not is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be stupid today. Um, but but, that, but that's just, and I just say that that's one way to do it. Cram some proverbs in there. Another one is to actually be humble and talk to somebody and say, hey, I want to do better at this. Give me some grace, but let me know where I'm messing up in this. If, if, if I, you say you feel that I'm real harsh with you, let's check in once a day and see how that's going. Am I doing things that make you feel... And let, 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 let's, let's, you know, so, so set tangible goals. Because I, I don't think any of us want to be the people that, that have just given up on growth and changing. Right? You ever, you ever been with somebody who's just given up? on a sports team or in a class or anything, they've just given up. They're not really there. We can be tempted to sometimes be that way in our spiritual life, and man, it is not a pretty picture. You know, it's like the law of entropy. Things go to... Energy diffuses. Things go towards chaos. And if we're not giving intention and effort to these things, then we're actually declining. And each one of us wants to be people who are growing and learning and becoming more and more of who God wants us to be and experiencing that more and more. And a key part of that is teachability. Okay? So that's it today. I don't got it figured out. I, I am sharing with you from a fellow journeyer, a fellow sojourner, a fellow walker who's trying to memorize verses so I'll do better. Okay? But each one of us, our lives are more fruitful, our, 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 our things are more, more healthy when we're transformed. And we're transformed when we're teachable. And we're teachable when we realize that God is God. And he desires to, to help and grow us. And sometimes does that through other people. Okay? Not an easy word. Sorry. It's Proverbs. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to take a quick poll. Because we're going to lose one of the Proverbs series lessons with the announcement, which I'm so excited. I cannot, I'm so excited to meet the new guy in two weeks. So I, I'm with you. So we were going to do it. The two remaining topics were wisdom, you know, the wisdom of good friends. In other words, how, how about relationships and friendships? How, how that's important for living a wise life. The other one was wisdom and words. How, how words are, how we use words is a very important part of wisdom. So you're going to have to vote right now. Words or friends? I'll give you 10 seconds, and then I'll take a quick poll, and that will be the sermon for next week. Okay, so all those in favor of, let's say, how are we going to do this? Okay, well, we're going to do it at the same time. So a closed fist is like you give somebody a fist bump. That's going to be friends. An open hand is going to be words, because we talk a lot. Okay, so everybody's going to raise a hand. It's either going to be a closed fist or an open hand. Closed fist is what? Open hand is? Okay, so on the count of three, we're all going to raise our hands. One, two, three. Dang it. I think it's words, but it's closer than I thought. Okay, I think it's words. Okay, we got words. Thank you. Okay, good job. Half and half. Yeah. Actually, we'll have two hours of sermon. 
<laughs> page still one. So, okay, no, we're done. Okay, so I'm going to close this in prayer, and, and, and Trent will close us out in worship, but right, Matt, thank you. Okay, let's pray. God, thanks for just sticking with us. Thank you that you're such a, you are a good father. You do love us. Man, you, you desire to change us and transform us and help us to experience life, a life that is pursuing you, a life that is led by you, a life that our marriages and our families and our relationships with our parents, our relationships with our f- kids, our relationship with our neighbors, all those things are shaped and molded and guided by you. Help us not to become complacent. Help us to be humble people who will be open to input, who will actually seek out correction so that we can grow and honor you grow and experience you and have what you you designed for us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.